Welcome to the Legislate podcast, a place to learn about the latest insights and trends in property, technology, business building, and contract drafting. Today, I'm excited to welcome Ella and William on the show, co-founders of Marvelous Babysitting. Marvelous has created a modern solution that provides access to experienced, highly trained, and vetted Norland nannies via a convenient and easy-to-use app. Ella and William, welcome again. Would you like to please share a bit of background about yourselves and Marvelous? So I'm Ella. I am the co-founder of Marvelous. Originally, I trained at Norland, so I'm a fully qualified Norland nanny. And then I, I set up Marvelous with and entered the tech space. Hi, yeah, and I'm Will. My background is mostly in finance and asset management, and that is my my full time daytime job. But in my spare time, I've been helping Ella create this this wonderful app, and I've also had a bit of experience in investing in early stage startups. And that's, that's in fact how I met Charles. Yeah, it, it is indeed. And thank you for being on the show. Ella, would you like to maybe share the story behind Marvelous and how you came up with the idea? Sure. So I come at it from a nanny perspective, haven't got any children. So it's just been my perspective and take on finding solutions from a nanny for temporary work but also understanding that there's a real need for good quality childcare. And in the UK, we have a really big shortage of um, of childcare, um, especially high quality in a way that's accessible. So I suppose my thinking with Will was that we wanted to build something that was convenient for families and nannies. So a mobile app was sort of our initial idea. And we knew that we wanted quality to be the fundamental core aspect of, of the app. So my links with Norland led and steered us in that direction. So we got a partnership with them, which was incredible. It's the first time they've ever done anything like this before. Um, and they were really keen to, to help provide more jobs for them and in a way that's more modern and a solution that, that, that works for them around their schedule. That's great. And what's been your favorite moment so far? Gosh, there's been a lot of great moments. The first time we had a booking go through with two people that we had no prior interaction with. We'd, we'd had a few before then where we sort of nudged a few nannies onto the platform and then nudged a few parents to try it out. And we had a trial period and all that kind of thing. But then there was that wonderful day. I think this is a key moment for any market when, yeah, we just had two people that had signed up in the normal way, no nudging and found each other and had a great sit and left wonderful reviews. And I think that was a a magical moment, not least because it was so subtle, it was so quiet. It happened without us, almost without us even noticing. And it was a real reassuring moment that the app could work, that it wasn't always going to have to uh, nudging both sides, making sure everything was going to be okay. That actually the technology was working and most importantly, the actual experience of having that Norlander come over had, had worked really well and was fantastic, as we always hoped it and expected it to be. There's been a couple of other good moments. We've, we're reaching the 1,000 user mark. It's very hard to pin down exactly what counts as a user, what point in the sign-up process they count as our 1,000th user, but we're certainly in that in that region right now. So I guess that might be a champagne moment. I, I don't know. It's certainly a key one for, uh, for a marketplace. But equally, I know this is probably not part of this question, but we've also had quite a few dark moments that I can think of, as I'm sure every staff can name a few, and it's been equally important to overcome those sort of bleak moments where things don't look like they're ever going to work. It's definitely easier to dwell on the things that are challenging, and actually you have to remind yourself that you've come a long way, 
and we've always tried to celebrate even small moments and small wins just to keep us going and I think a lot of people in startups will relate to that. But there, there was a very tough moment where we couldn't get the technology to work properly and simultaneously uh, while that was going on we were trying to recruit for our trial group and unfortunately there was a spelling error with our email that was set out with Marva's babysitting with three T's, very simple error. And so there was a moment where it just looked like no parents, absolutely no parents that we'd emailed were at all interested in having anything to do. And this was only a couple of days before we were due to start the trial. And that was a pretty, pretty dark moment until one thankfully very determined parent reached out to us through our website, which was very basic, no SEO at that point, and told us that they tried emailing us and couldn't get through, but they were really, and thankfully we solved the issue and, and having that back and parents have been fantastically keen for this all the way through. Yeah. Uh, that, but that was a tough moment. Congratulations on making it this far. And I definitely think every startup has their ups and downs. But as you say, we have a bell, which we use to celebrate every single paying customer, but also bug fixes and, and all sorts of uh, other wins that are definitely worth uh, celebrating. I love that. We should get a bell. Yeah, we, we did talk about getting something like that, didn't we? Maybe a bell every time a booking happened. But obviously, the, I think the nature of our business is that we have lots of small bookings, lots of small bits of revenue coming in all the time. Hopefully, when things are going well, that bell might be a bit of an annoyance. Well, that's the point. <laughs> that is the point. <laughs> but rather, that's a good problem to have. You're absolutely right. I want bells ringing all day. That'd be lovely. Exactly. And now you've started to get your first paying customers what's the plan for the next three five years that's a fantastic question and important for the business isn't it to be able to keep seeing the forest for the trees and i think the plan is first and foremost to maximize the opportunity we have which is we have all these fantastic northern nannies and there's a couple of thousand of those to get on the app we have a few hundred at the moment but there's a big opportunity to get those all of those onto the app, doing as many bookings as possible and getting the, the parents on the other side signed up to reach that sort of capacity. That is our, our first goal, working with Norman to do that. And then who knows, in the future, there's lots of expansion opportunities. Once you've got several thousand parents, there's other childcare services that we've looked at uh, that we could potentially provide and other ways to potentially expand that nanny pool. But the platform will always be providing a really high quality service. It's very tempting for a lot of startups, particularly to aggressively chase growth. But in the world of childcare, it, that is that has to come second to things like safety and, and, and trust. And that will always be our, our guiding light, I think. But yeah, I think we, we definitely keep a pretty open view about what the future might hold for us. But with that sort of guiding principle. Yeah, I think as you say, we're in a similar situation with contract. Yes, we could add all the contracts in the world in one go, but- um... yeah then, you know, there would be all sorts of issues that we'd have to deal with. And, and you can't, we can't afford to, you know, compromise on trust and integrity of our contracts. Absolutely. I imagine it's pretty tempting when someone comes through with a type of contract that you don't have experience in yet to drop everything and pursue that because that's growth. But what it sounds like you're doing is very carefully nailing one avenue at a time while listening to customers about what to potentially approach next. Uh, and that's definitely how we're approaching it too. We have a lot in common. <laughs> so now we've touched on the subject of contracts. As founders, what are the key contracts that you've interacted with so far? Obviously, the, the partnership with Norland was our first main sort of dealings with contracts, which was quite a big one and something that neither of us really had much expertise in. 
So it felt like a big learning curve. And unfortunately, I'm a bit perfectionist and I want to make sure that we've looked at every single detail and we haven't forgotten anything. And as with contracts, there's so much reading to do. And there's a lot of, of the jargon that we were having to research. Just that alone was tricky. So that was a big one for us, for sure. But we've had other things like terms of use. Again, there's so much around tech and GDPR that we had to look at, which you can get in a struggle of just trying to, to make sure that you're not... Um, missing anything and there's no loopholes that you're crossing over into so that was a big one for us as well and and with those contracts did you overcome that learning curve by yourself or did you seek outside counsel how did you overcome those well i did get in contact with you at one point unfortunately partnership agreements weren't in your wheelhouse yet but i'm sure they will be soon so and, and unfortunately like ella said it was northern's first ever commercial partnership so they were pretty new to the whole thing too so unfortunately we did have to reach out to outside legal help to make sure that we got those contracts because they were such a vital component in our in our offering and it's a significant expense uh, and every startup is in some ways an experiment and it's a pretty hefty investment into that experiment to pay four figures plus of, of legal expenses straight off the bat you have to have real conviction in, in what you're doing and, and that it's going to work i think yeah that's obviously not to toot your horn too much, but the fantastic thing with, with Legislate, it sounds is that it will bring that barrier down. And that's everything with a startup, isn't it? To be able to experiment cheaply in a, in a sort of lean fashion, fail fast and find what, what really works. And so having to bind yourself into an expensive legal agreement is the antithesis of that. But thankfully, it's worked out for us so far. So yeah, and, and you know, there's a few other agreements, uh, legal contracts we've had to do. There's shareholder agreements as well. Ella mentioned terms of use and there's, I guess, not strictly a, a legal document I'm not sure about, but there's the privacy policy as well. Sorry we couldn't uh, meet your contracting needs back then, but if ever you do want to create your employment contracts when you start hiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> as you said, well, it's legal expenses can be quite high for the experiment of a startup. And I'd say what we're trying to do is minimize those barriers but also offer a, a great user experience because i'm sure you even though you had the reassurance that you were doing your contract the right way with a solicitor there's still quite a bit of friction in that process and that's also what we're what we're going on i'm conscious i've taken quite a bit of your time so i'm going to ask you both the the closing question that we ask all our guests so if you were being sent a contract to sign today, what would impress you? So that's a great question. What do I look for in a, in a really good contract? I think from a investment point of view, what I often look for in companies is good incentivization of management. So looking at how the senior execs are tied in with their incentives aligned with shareholders and, and other stakeholders. And yeah, there's been a lot of research into this area, but one of the ones, I, one of the companies who I feel really get this right in a very beautifully simple way is a company called Constellation Software. And Constellation Software had their senior executives, all of whom make uh, a lot of very important capital allocation decisions. They all have half their pay put into stock. They buy stock on the market. And I think that's done a, a really fantastic job of making sure that they're really held accountable to, to shareholders because there's a lot of decisions they could easily make um, that destroy shareholder value, making foolish M&A decisions particularly. And you see it again in, in startup worlds and something that we've had to grapple with a little bit. You know, how do we bring in early employees 
and really incentivize them properly to do you know what they do well and yeah Ella, what do you think? What's, what's I feel like my <laughs> I feel like my levels uh, my uh, my answer's not going to be as high level as that. But um, <laughs> I guess for me, circling back to what I said earlier about jargon, I'd love to see contracts that just are there and ready to go for people who, like us, weren't really sure about some of these legal terms and just said things plain and simple so that both parties can understand what's being laid out and what they're agreeing to. So I I, I would value simplicity and getting rid of all the jargon. Great. And whilst at Legislate there isn't much we can do about in, in incentivizing, as I believe that's something that the contract creator needs to identify with the recipient or the other side, what you've described, Ella, is, is pretty much a Legislate. We, we definitely try to break down the contract as a set of questions and answers, which are understandable by uh, anyone. And then we rewrite our gold standard templates in, in plain English so that there is as little legalese as required. And then for the legalese that is left, we do leave in inline explanations to help users understand what everything means so that everyone can have a, a transparent um, contracting experience uh, with Legislate. Ideal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you both for um, being on the Legislate podcast. Best of luck conquering the, the market. And uh, I look forward to seeing how you progress and hopefully having you on the show at a later date. That's fantastic. Thank you very much for having us, Charles. Yeah, thank you so much. We'll be in contact very soon, I'm sure, to sort out some of these employee contracts. <laughs> I hope so. Thank you. Bye-bye.